do an incredible job of uh, of taking care of the homeless the homeless needs here in Berkeley. And I, I've stopped down here a couple of times, um, and the the last time I stopped down, I, I observed what was going on, and I have my own visions of the homeless and my own opinions and my own thing but but a lot of times your vision of what's going on is built on ignorance because you're not in it and I've never been uh, I've never been a part of the inner city as, as they call it I've always you know been a country boy so so I, ha I I see homeless people when I come through and I lived in Monterey, and I used to help the homeless there a, a lot. I would, uh, you know, try to get them jobs and stuff like that. And sometimes they would show up on the job, and sometimes they wouldn't, <laughs> you know. But so, but when I came here, I was really struck by one thing. I expected the the young kids who are on drugs. Okay, I expected that, you know. And I expected the the people who are not quite all there upstairs. Okay, walking around talking to yourself. You know, I remember back before Ronald Reagan when those people were in America we had places that we that they could go sure. but uh, but what I was struck by was that there were a lot of clear-eyed clearly not on drugs uh, even senior citizens I was struck at how many senior citizens I saw and I looked at them and 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 uh, you know I, I could see that that they were just people who for whatever reason they don't have a home right. now I'm a senior if I had to live off much of my life of course living the outlaw life like I did I didn't pay taxes most of my life anyway it was just you know <laughs> I'd run around but if I had to live on what the government gives me mm -hmm. I would have to be on the street I couldn't pay rent with that. I couldn't buy food with that, really. And most of us are <laughs> one paycheck away. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So anyway, I'm going to start this, this show off, and I'm going to end it with most of you viewers out there who've been following me, you know how I revere the songwriter Stephen Foster from the 1800s. I loved all of his stuff. There was one point in his life where Stephen Foster's career had taken a nosedive. And he was worried, you know, people tired of, of Stephen Foster. And then his best friend for all of his life died. And right after his best friend died, his mother died. And if that wasn't enough, after his mother died, his wife left him. <laughs> so Stephen Foster was in the midst of, of loneliness, despair, and, and, and just everything. And he wrote this song called hard times and when I looked out over the crowd here uh, the other day I said that's the song I gotta do hard times I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do a little bit of it Let us pause in life's pleasure And count this many tears As we all sup sorrow with the poor 
There's a song that will linger forever in our ears. Oh, hard time, come again no more. While we seek mirth and beauty and music light and gay, there are frail forms fainting at the door. Though their voices may be silent, their pleading looks will say, Oh, hard time, come again no more. Tis the song, the sigh of the weary. Hard time, hard time, come again no more. Many days. You have lingered outside my cabin door. Oh, hard time, come again no more. Oh, hard time, come again no more. It's the sigh of the trouble wave. It's a wail that is heard upon the shore. It's a dirge that is murmured across the lonely grave. Oh, hard time, come again no more. Oh, hard time, come again no more. Come again no more. Stephen Foster, eighteen forty, no, eighteen fifty four. Eighteen fifty four, Stephen Foster. Beautiful. Darling, introduce yourself. Well, my name is Robbie Montoya. I'm the executive director of the beautiful Dorothy Day House in beautiful downtown Berkeley. And um, I want to know how long how long have you been in existence? How, how did this start? And uh, <clears throat> sure, uh, personally, I've been working in social services for forty three years. Dorothy Day House was created by a wonderful team of volunteers, literally out of their own kitchens. And what they would do is every morning they would. Um, boil some eggs, make some grits and some oatmeal, and bring it out to the folks uh, every morning at People's Park and the surrounding areas. Um, then, about 10 years later, we were able to get our first contract with the city of Berkeley, um, and we started a seasonal shelter called the Bess Shelter, Berkeley Emergency Storm Shelter. To this day, we still have that shelter. It's, like I said, seasonal, so when it's raining or it's super cold people have a safe place to go in the winter time since then we've really blossomed into serving the community both in community meals something we are you know just really known for and dorothy day herself was very adamant about feeding the hungry and clothing the poor her viewpoints to my understanding were very simplistic in that we just need to do what needs to be done. Um, and so we carry that, we carry that thought, um, and we do all of our services behind our core values. We know that if we lead with love and our core values, that everything we do 
is going to be fruitful and impactful for the people that we serve. Um, right now we have several shelters. We have um, a uh, daytime drop-in where we have maybe 80 showers a day. I figured out one time that it took, it would take one person three and a half months to use the services that we do in one day. And, uh, you know, and we're just here for the folks, whatever needs to be done. We also created an outreach program um, and called the MOST Mobile Outreach Service Team. We're very proud of that. We take our uh, food truck out. And here's, here's one of our philosophies is choice. A lot of people come and, the, for example, if they need clothing, you know, basically they get what they are given. That's it. No choice. Yeah. This is what we have in your size. That's all. Um, one of our f major uh, philosophies is to give people as many choices as possible. We do that with our food truck. When we bring out our food truck in outreach, what we'll do is we'll put um, items that we have to offer in display so, and give people a food shopping bag. And they get the opportunity to come up and take what they what want. A, what a great thing they, they homeless get to choose. They get to choose. That's wonderful. You know, it restores dignity yeah, yes, and self-respect yes, yes, and yes. all those things. And, you know, happy Productive, happy people are productive people, right? Even myself, if I'm happy, I'm more productive, I'm more joyful. And that's it too, is we wanna bring joy, you know, just a sense of joy. It's hard, I have, have some lived experience myself. Many of our uh, folks here at Dorothy Day do. And so we know what doesn't work. And so we just remove that from the equation and fill that, those voids up with things that we Phil would work and if they don't work then mm -hmm. we try again you know and there's nothing wrong with backing up and going a different route and instead of getting kind of stuck in the traditional way of doing things you know it, it's not it's too you know it's a different age than it was when I was growing up right um, and so you know that's that's it choice dignity respect um, leading everything we do with love and core values. It's super important. You can't go wrong if you do it that way. Wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. My goodness, this is this is turning into, into more than what I expected. <laughs> you, you are doing some wonderful... And Dorothy Day must have been a, a, an extraordinary person. I know oh. nothing about her. Well, you know, she has a lot of books out. And, oh, and, and, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with that group. Yep, okay. I have some books in my office. I'm happy to to share with you but yeah she was an extraordinary I've had the opportunity of meeting a few people that have actually met her in fact one woman came into my office she's 82 at the time this was a few years ago and she had actually had Dorothy at her house uh, for a couple of summers on the East Coast and oh my gosh we talked for hours I did not want to let her out of my office it was so interesting but everything I imagined her to be you know through reading the books um, is exactly the impression the, the, that I got. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. And how many years have this this been going right, right here? Uh, so, right so here at, at Center Street. We're located at 1931 Center Street, and we've been here since 2018. Um, we got into a negotiation with the city of Berkeley in 2017, I believe, and then our first contract 
Um, and then since then, we've gotten several contracts. So we have the benefit of having our location at 1931, and it services a couple of programs. So during the day, it's the Berkeley Community Resource Center, where all people are welcome. We, we provide free breakfast, free lunch, and listen to this. We're open seven days a week. So Saturdays and Sundays, of course. People still need to eat, I've just right? I've just made a decision. I'm getting a shopping cart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, because I looked at the food when I when I when I was walking down the ramp, I look. I said, "Wait a minute." Oh yeah. You know, I mean, this. It's extraordinary. Yes. 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 Our again, yeah. we we would not even think about giving somebody a meal that we wouldn't enjoy ourselves. You know, and we really rely heavily on our volunteers and donations. We are completely donation and volunteer driven. We have a handful of employees, but we have about 80 full-time uh, volunteers. So imagine how much work that is. Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. So those of you out there listening, this is a good place to donate, to make some donations to Dorothy Day House. Yeah. I mean, the, the work that they're doing, it's, uh, it's God's work, okay? You know? Um, and how many departments do you have? I heard you had a bunch of different departments. Well, we don't necessarily, well, we have uh, departments in terms of we have a food service department and we do housing navigation and, you know, we do our daytime services like the showers and the laundry. But right now we have, in terms of programs, like I said, we have the outreach program, we have workforce development. We're getting ready to open up a voucher-based thrift store Listen to this, where all of our agencies, partner agencies, will get vouchers for their clients or their participants. And what it will do is it will provide all of those folks with what we're calling Dorothy dollars. And they could go to the store, and it's a beautiful store located in the Telegraph area uh, here in Berkeley, and they can shop like everyone else. And from head to toe, and use their Dorothy dollars and get a, a, you know, a bag and out the door they go. And in the store, what's gonna be remarkable is we're gonna have um, screens that are looped with services so that people don't necessarily have to ask, right? Sometimes it's hard to ask for help. Oh, oh, yes. And so this way, it's there. It's available, the information's available consistently uh, while the store is open. Um, and so people will walk away with clothing, resources, and all that free of charge, of course, uh, to whoever needs it. You know, there's no criteria, just come. Um, and so we have that going on. And then we have a hotel that we're, that we're running um, as a shelter and everybody, everybody who comes to us, no matter whether they're in the daytime drop-in, the hotel or outreach, our goal is to meet what they want. Right? Not necessarily what we think they want, mm -hmm. but what it is that they're looking for, whether it's permanent housing, um, whether it's just a shower or, you know, a, a healthy meal. You know, you have to ask the questions. We can't always assume that everybody wants the same thing. I love the razor, the razor focus you, that this organization has on not just giving a hand up, mm. but dignity hand up yes 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 yes, yes. that's you know that's that's the way that's the way that's the way yeah 
people have to be invested in their own futures and we're only you know we're there to provide whatever service and um, support that we can and and here's the thing if we don't have the answers which we don't always have the answers or the uh, available resources we'll find the persons who can Mm -hmm. and there's plenty listen Berkeley is one of the best uh, cities where the partners work together. There's no silos. Berkeley right? has always been always, like that. yeah. Yes. And and so, you know, we have a service calendar where we have our partner agencies, they come in here and, you know, a lot of the people that we serve are the same folks that they serve. So let's find one place where everybody can meet together and prov- and uh, roll out those services. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, we have a great relationship with the folks, for sure. My goodness, I, 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 this is an eye-opener for me. And the, like I said, the, there's such a variety of homeless people. Mm. Um, That's true. The, you know, there are those who have mental problems, of course. And there's the, the segment of who was, have been living like this for so long that they they don't want right. to they don't want to change. I can understand that to to a certain degree. Back in the old days, uh, when I was coming up in the forties and fifties, uh, I spent some time in a, a a whole culture that was called hobos mm. back in those days. And hobos were not they were not. They were different than, than the urban homeless people. You know, hobos. We we jumped on freight trains, mm-hmm. we hopped freight trains, and traveled yeah. all over the country. Yeah. And we would always go by go to. Uh, we knew when where the work was. Yeah. So so you followed followed the work. You know when you know, you could go to a farm and they needed work. They needed work. You work for a while. And when you got tired, you just got another freight train and went went someplace else. Yeah. So. But that was a choice mm-hmm. that we all, that we, because it was adventurous. Sure. I, mean, I mean, my goodness, almost had a hell of a life, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was Exciting. great. Yeah. Uh, but the, this situation is not a choice. No. Not always. Sometimes it is, yes, yeah. yes. But the, when I looked at, at, at those seniors here, and I said to myself, they're if not for me being able to steal, you know, I'm still broke, you know, to steal work and, 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 and keep myself busy, if it wasn't for that, I would be there. Yeah. For the grace of God, God. Yeah, Yes, yeah. yes, because there's no way I could survive on what I get from the government. Yeah. No way. I could buy food, maybe, but that would be hard. Right. And a lot of folks, you're absolutely right. Last year, we opened uh, with, with the horrible rain that we suffered in the East Bay and in many other places. Uh, we opened, the city opened another warming center, seasonal shelter to meet that need. And it was really heartbreaking and eye-opening um, when we saw probably a quarter of the folks that came in there who were either uh, wheelchair bound or people over 55 and we had a couple people in their early 80s and it was heartbreaking and so in those cases with uh, when we have such a short time with them six months or um, whatever the case may be what we really try to focus on is trying to get them into something more permanent another permanent 
you know, shelter, uh, preferably one of ours, and uh, to work towards some permanent housing solutions or family reunification. And we've been very successful in that route too. It's not always, like I said, there's so many different ways to, to meet the need. We just have to kind of think outside the box and uh, you know not be so traditional in our way of thinking we've we've had success in family reunification to the extent where he had a young i'm sorry uh early 80s person reunify with their daughter and we don't i can't really tell you whether they're together today yeah but but it was very promising the fact that you did it they didn't even know that 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 person was homeless they didn't even know it so yeah. that's that's a point there. I I was I did a concert. I did a music show for a group over in Oakland. They have this uh, homeless community there where they have all these cabins or whatever you know. And uh, I wanted to do a sh- 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 show like like this, and I told them I wanted to talk with the homeless people. And the lady called me back a few days later. She says it's very difficult. She said because a lot of these people don't want to be on camera. Mm, very true. Because a lot of them have friends or relatives back wherever they're from, and they don't want them to know their what their, their situation is. Yeah. And I thought about it for a minute, and I said, you know, I'm like that. I wouldn't want people to. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, it's very true. There's such a stigma on homelessness, and you you said it early on, is that there's so many ways and reasons why a person would find themselves without a home. And one of them is, you know, I know, we both probably know a lot of people who are living paycheck to paycheck. Oh yes. COVID hit, a lot of folks lost their ability to live in their apartments then. A lot of people had to choose between rent or food because they they lost their jobs so there's so many ways it's not traditional in that you know a person does drugs or has mental health it's not always that simple Uh, sometimes losing a job having to live outside and then months become years and then they get depression and then other types of mental health kick in so you know one could lead to the other quite easily, right? I mean, I don't know too many people who um, would have so many so many things that they're suffering through and not be emotionally affected by that. So, um, yeah, it's not a cookie cutter uh, population whatsoever. And then you have your RVs too, and that's another subset, right? So you have folks who choose to call their RVs home, and that's great, um, but then, uh, then Food might be an, uh, a, an, issue. an issue, or parking might oh, be yes. an issue, right? So, you know, there's there's all different types of subsets, and just kind of broadening out our scope and not generalizing, but trying to capture all of the different um, subcategories of homelessness is really important. Yeah, a lot of people talk about solving the homeless problem. Hmm. It's a hard problem to solve. So the best thing you can do is to try to make it easy. Sure. Yeah. And and, and you know what what this organization is doing um, because it's a, it's a hard problem and, and a lot of people 
rag on California, and I can understand that, but it's a problem all over the country oh. and all over the world. Right. All, all over the world. Right. Um, and it's going to be a hard problem to solve, to actually solve. I don't know. But I am so happy that I ran into this. Oh, I'm so glad you did, too. Because it, it has really, like I said, I had my own view of the homeless problem. But when I came down here and I was right in the middle of, of all of these people and I'm looking at them and going, wow, you know, this, this is a whole different animal than what I thought. You know, right. and to see the, the senior citizens and the, the little, little, you know, little old ladies, somebody's grandma. Yeah. And they're, they're living outside, mm. you know. I can't, you know, I'm still having trouble getting that through. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, absolutely. And so there's other things that we do. And, and you, again, you said it so perfectly is the problem of homelessness is is way bigger than i'll ever you know be able to to even wrap my head around but all we can do is what we can do and that means providing a locker you know so that people don't lose their precious belongings or providing a shower you know or having a place where they can receive mail you know these are that, all things that's, that that's, yeah yes that yes. we just take for granted to a certain degree you know because we have a home we have an address and we have a place to store our belongings mm -hmm. not everybody is that fortunate uh, a lot of folks have said to me well you know i've had people tell me that we're enabling the homeless population and by doing all this and you know i i look at it a lot like dorothy day looked at it and if people are hungry I don't have time to debate on the aspect of enabling or all that all of big yeah, picture yes, yes. stuff while their stomach is growling. Feed them. You know? <laughs> yes, the, yes. In the amount of time it would take me to have that discussion, they're going to be famished. Let's, let's just feed the people. Yeah. Let's just feed them. You know, nobody should go hungry. In, in the United States, you go into, in, well, most grocery stores and you go into the you know the produce department and i off because i've been in other countries and so i go into the produce department a lot thinking how lucky we are we have fresh apples and and oranges and bananas and lettuce and all these things and yet we have people who are starving and it, it, it's now that's hard to wrap your head around yes right? yes 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 it is because uh, when you go to other countries, you realize how how plentiful everything is here. We yeah. have everything. Yeah, pretty much. We have yeah. everything. Um, and then somebody somebody made a statement once, which has a lot of truth in it. They said there's there's no shortage of food. There's no shortage of food in the world. There's a shortage of money to buy the food. Mm. That's, uh, you know. Mm. Yeah. And the waste. Yeah, the waste. The waste. I mean, yeah. America throws away, I mean, the average American family throws away uh, more food than some people have. I had a college eat. professor say that now, I do 
know if this is true, but I had a college professor once tell us that uh, we throw away in one year what the entire world combines does. And, and whether it's true or not, it gave me, no pun intended, it gave me food for thought. It made yeah. me think about what I'm throwing away, you know, and what my family might throw away. So we've had those discussions. Well, we throw away so much here that if that's not true, it's not far from the truth. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the amount of waste that America throws away, I mean, good stuff, Yeah, it's just remarkable. Yeah. Uh, and we do take advantage of that, by the yeah, way, too, yes. Dorothy Day. We, because we couldn't possibly feed 450 people a day, which, by the way, that's as high as our numbers get. Uh, 450 people a day we couldn't possibly do that if we had to go out and purchase every single thing so a lot of a lot of our things are donated um and cover a lot of food that would otherwise go to waste and we use it that day to that is it. wonderful yeah that yeah is wonderful. it's very yeah. important to us mm -hmm. yeah. you guys are doing some wonderful wonderful work here oh, dorothy dayhouse um my goodness I am gonna. We're gonna have to do this again, again, another time. Too. I would be honored. You know, Absolutely. Uh, I really want people to think about what we can do. There's so much hatred, and so much. Uh, well, you know, you know all of this stuff that that, that, that especially this country is going through now. The division and all of this crap. Um, I would, I would really ask people to, you know, think about making a donation to this organization right here. You know, your money will be well spent. You would be doing, you you would be doing something good, something good, and we we all need to do that once in once in a while, just to make ourselves feel good. If it makes you feel good, do it. Sure. You know. Um, but please try to make a donation. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Okay, <laughs> I'm already committed. You know, um, so w we're gonna close this out here. I, we could go on and on and on, but we're gonna close this out here now. And I'm gonna be in touch with you. We're gonna talk again, and we're gonna come back and do another one, a more targeted. Uh, Ad you know, right. Improvisation. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, we, we're going to get some subjects that you really want to dive into. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we're going to do it. Right. Okay. Now, and there's my dollar. <laughs> I, 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 I talked to her over the phone several times, and, and uh, I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, she's some young girl, you know, she's a uh, you know, teenager, because you got that voice of <laughs> a teenager. I saw she, she's a teenager, she's probably a volunteer. And she walks up and I went. Yeah, Christy Mack. <laughs> she's wonderful. And that's another, she's a testament of the powerful and committed uh, staff that we have. Everybody here, everybody who works for Dorothy Dayhouse is a thousand percent committed to our mission. And that's what makes us a family. I'm going to close out with the Stephen Foster song. Could you just sit here for a minute? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I had, like I said, I'm a big Stephen Foster fan, but I had never 
even considered playing this song. I knew about it, but I had never considered playing it until I came down here. And when I left, I got in my car and I said, hard times. Inspiration. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Okay, once again. No. Hold it. Let me stop. Just one minute. Yeah. And like I said, the, I was really, I walked down the ramp and I looked over at the, at the, 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 the food. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, wait a minute here. <laughs> yeah. This way, I need to come here to eat. Every day, every day it's like that, you know. Wonderful. Let me see if I, did I turn this on? Ignorant me. <laughs> Stephen Foster. Darling. Thank you. 
It was an absolute delight. This is alligator in alignment. Um, those of you in Monterey remember that I'm at the uh, El Elroy's Bonton Lighthouse Smokehouse every second Saturday night. We partied in there like you wouldn't believe. Um, remember, try to, to get out your money orders, your checkbooks, whatever you do, and make a donation to Dorothy Day House. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to, to do that because I'm going to do it. And let's, let's, let's help. Okay, that's all I got to say right now. This is Alligator. Happy trails. I'll see you next time. <laughs>